let's start off by talking about this movie that you want to promote. What's the name of it again? Dependence. Yeah, yeah, Dependence. It's a uh, a short film uh, that I uh, that I wrote, produced, and acted in. Um, we filmed it a, a few years ago. Well, it's been uh, let's see, we filmed 2016, and I think we completed it in 2017, like summer of 2017. And uh, and we took it into the the film festival circuit, uh, won a couple of awards for it, and then uh, we actually got it picked up and licensed by Shorts TV, who uh, who has a channel on both Directv and AT and T Uverse. So we got a two year licensing deal with them, um, and currently it's it's out on Amazon uh, Prime or Amazon Video. You know you can watch it up on there, either rent it or or buy it or um, via uh, view it via Amazon Prime. Um, but, but the film itself, like I, I wrote it and it, it, it touches that, you know, it was based on, um, real life situations that happened in, in my life, you know, and, and what I've seen going on as well. So it's kind of based from that perspective, but it's basically about a, a, a man who, uh, <clears throat> who is, who is kind of, uh, given the responsibility to take care of his, his, his mother, who is, uh, um, addicted to to alcohol and drugs, right? And mm-hmm. he's kind of become the uh, the the caretaker for her um, due to the lack of family effort from anybody else trying to be involved and in actually uh, being the caretaker for her. So it's it's left up to him. And, and while at the same time he's 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 raising a teenage daughter and, and married with a wife at home, and he's trying to like keep that relationship you know strong and held together. So he's kind of like dealing with this two different dichotomies right of a teenage daughter who's growing up and knows everything right and and then also this uh, mother who's uh who's addicted um and been in and out of rehab and stuff like that so um that's kind of uh what the story is about and uh it's really uh it's really touched uh a lot of people emotionally both in the film festival circuit people who watched it um, you know, we got some reviews on Prime, you know, people message us on Facebook saying, hey, we just went through that with a family member. It really touched us. It really, uh, you know, it really hit home with us, you know. So um, and then the really cool thing is um, the film was actually featured in a, a magazine um, that deals with addiction and rehab and stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, they they, uh, they reached out to me. I guess they heard about it somewhere and reached out to me and um, kind of interviewed me and featured it on their magazine and and that kind of helped drive spikes a spike in traffic on Amazon Prime for us you know and and the fact that it's it's resonating with this subgroup of of people um and it was featured in their magazine and helped to drive uh, a spike in traffic for us so um so yeah if if anybody wants to check it out it's on on Amazon right now definitely definitely i actually had the privilege of seeing it and it was a great movie, man. You're super talented. Although, like, and I don't know. I want to ask you this. So I make it, usually I ask this down the line, but I'm going to make this my first question. What is your writing process like? I know there's many people. Some people like to be in closed spaces. Some people get high or go in the bathtub. Like, what's your writing process like? my writing process um it, it just has to has to be organic right i don't want it to be pushed or felt feel pushed or 
or, or try to put something out for the sake of putting something out on paper, right? So it's, it's really an organic process, right? I might, I might stew on, on kind of like a topic or an idea over a couple of days, a couple of weeks, or a couple of months. And, and, and when I'm done stewing on it, kind of to say, you know, I'm like, okay, I think I, think I have something here. Then, then I'll sit down and, and start writing it out because I kind of had the framework and the pieces in my mind, right? So I'll start writing it out. And once I start writing, once I, once I have that spark, right, and, and, and it outlined in my mind and start writing it, you know, I just, I just keep writing and, and it just comes out naturally, right? Like, and there, there's been times where I, I start writing and then, okay, I hit a block, right? I'm sitting down, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think and nothing's happening. I'm like, okay, maybe it's time to take a break, you know, and I'll, I'll revisit this later on, you know, so I'll, I'll wait till that second spark hits and like, oh, okay, this is what I can attach to the story that I've already started writing and, and, uh, and continue writing. So for me, it's a very organic process. You know, there's no like, uh, there's no routine. There's no locking myself away. There's no uh, getting high or anything like that. You know, it's like, it, it's all an organic process for me. And, and I feel like that's, those are the stories that are best told are the ones that are, that are organically um, created, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I slightly disagree. You know, I feel like there's multiple ways of, Writing and creating, you just have to, you know, I just feel like you have to pick which ones that uh, work best for you. Like, say, for instance, with me, I'm more similar to your style. I, um, and have you heard this? You shouldn't wait for inspiration to write, to, uh, write something. I've heard that. Yep. <laughs> that was me, like, 100%. Actually, that was the only way I could write because I would dabble here and there, but nothing, you know, I would have horrible writer's block. And then I would go to the club with my friends and have a wonderful night and be happy and get inspired to write a song. Or I would go through a situation where I would, you know, be intrigued and inspired to write, you know, a musical, you know. And so, uh, you know, I'm just now learning how to free write, like just sit down and be like, okay, I'm writing a song or okay, you know, I'm writing something, you know, and I have help, of course, you know, me and my friends are actually working on a musical right now during quarantine. But um, yeah, writing is definitely something I've always, you know, had a, a passion for. And I feel like it's misunderstood. I feel like people think if you can write you can write and if you can't you can't but i don't think that's necessarily the deal you know i feel like anybody can learn or be taught to write you know what i mean yeah absolutely absolutely and and i, and I agree with your your uh your assessment that uh uh obviously um everybody we're, we're all individual people with different talents and different processes and we learn differently and we communicate differently so um absolutely there's no one tried and true method of of how uh writing should be done i think it's best left up to the person and and kind of their creative flow you know and how they operate and stuff you know there's some people that are very uh detailed and then there's some people that are very just natural and linear thought uh driven right so it's it just really uh depends on the individual so there's you know and that, and that's that's one of the things that that I kind of <clears throat> believe in is like there, there's no box that from an artist perspective right there's no formula there's no box now when you say formula you could say oh hollywood blockbusters this is the way money makes film and uh that that's commercialization of film right but when you're tra yeah. talking true true art 
there's no formula, right? It's just whatever smart sparks your imagination. And we all operate differently and have different imaginations. Exactly. 100%. 100%. Now, as far as a creator, what would you consider yourself? Would you consider yourself a writer first? Would you consider yourself a director or an actor first? What's your thing? Um, I would consider myself an actor, right? That's really where my passion lies is uh, being in front of the camera and um, bringing characters to life, right? Uh, looking at the words on the paper that the writer has written and, 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 and breaking down that character and their backstory and what they're about and who they are and what their passions are and, and kind of bringing that to life. So acting is kind of like my true passion. Um, but I will say, I will say that uh, as I step behind the camera, which the reason I stepped behind the camera was to to give me something to do in between auditioning for acting jobs, right? It's like, okay, I'm, mm-hmm. I got this time in between acting jobs. Why don't I start writing something? Why don't I start directing or producing something of my own, you know, and, and, and really just kind of like a promotional card to showcase my talent, right? And, and stay busy with the craft, as you would say, you know, uh, while you're waiting for that next job to, uh, to come up, you know? Um, so, you know, although acting is my, my, my first and foremost passion, there's a lot behind the camera. Um, as far as directing, you know, that's uh, very creative driven as well. You know, now when you get into pro- when you get into producing, that's more project management oriented task, right? Where you're trying to bring all the pieces of the will together and stuff like that. And, and, and it can be challenging, right? So you got to just make sure you have the right players on your team that have good communication and good skills and and, and and truly trust your vision and what you're trying to accomplish with the project. Exactly. Now, what inspires you as an actor? Um, telling stories that resonate with people, right? When, uh, w- when people are, are in a theater or they're uh, on their couch at home watching on TV or watching through their iPhone or, or iPad or however people are consuming um, content these days, uh, as an actor, I want to have that emotional connection to the audience, right? To where they they can really feel the actor in their presence and really develop a deep connection to, wow, that, uh, that experience happened in my life. Whether it be sad, joyous, humorous, whatever, right? Um, I want people to feel like, wow, that's, uh, that felt like a real story that I can really believe and re- can really resonate with, you know? And then obviously having some kind of um, uplifting message, if you can, you know, within the uh, um, the, the actor or the overall piece, right, um, to leave some kind of uplifting message for the audience. But but that's my my uh, you know really what resonates is having that emotional connection with the audience. Mm-hmm. Now, where were you when you decided, you know what, this is what I want to do. I want to entertain people for the rest of my life. So uh, I've actually wanted to be an actor since I was a teenager, right? Um, 18, 19. I'm like, yeah, I want to be an actor. I want to want to go to L.A., do acting. But uh, I started life very young. You know, my daughter was born when I was 17. And, um, and so I had to, you know, get a job and be responsible, pay bills, raise raise my children right i had a daughter and then i had a son and so i had to uh make sure um you know i had to play it safe right have the nine to five job and make sure all the bills and all that were paid to uh to raise my children and make sure they were cared for Uh, so that kind of um 
filled a gap from that point until about what six years ago, I would say, when I, I when they were a little bit older, and I then I had free time to be able to you know pursue this craft, you know, and see if it's something that I I was still interested in and, and still really wanted to do, you know, and and what kind of sparked that is um, I was working at a marketing agency, and me and some coworkers uh, decided to produce. Um, a, a couple of commercial spots for that um, Doritos um, Doritos uh, halftime show promotion that they do every year. I don't know if they still do it. I know they were doing it for a long time where you submit your commercials and the winning one gets played during the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So we, uh, we, we produced a couple of commercials. I, I had like a cameo spot in, uh, in one of them. And the whole process I thought was fun, but being in front of the camera, I thought was the coolest, you know, uh, as well as that same marketing agency. I was kind of the, um, like the on-air talent for their, um, their training series, right. Around digital marketing tactics and stuff. And, and, and so I found that whole, uh, whole area pretty, uh, pretty intriguing. So I was like, you know, why don't I look for an acting class, you know, and enroll in an acting class here locally and, and, and just kind of, you know, see if it's something that I'm up for, you know, so I, I went to an acting class, started, you know, learning the chops and stuff and uh, started submitting to short films and, and, and then eventually submitting to agents and getting picked up and, you know, one thing after another, you know, and it's just like, it's, it's the acting bug has kind of stuck, you know, as far as wanting to be an entertainer and entertain people. Exactly. Exactly. Now, who's your top three actors of all time? Um, Johnny Depp, for sure. Obviously, for sure. Definitely. Fine. And, yeah. and, and the reason is like every character he plays is a different character, right? Yes. It's yes. It's not just Johnny Depp sitting in a role and hey, I'm Johnny Depp playing uh John or Joe or Bob or whatever, right? Every character is a distinctly different character, distinctly different character traits, right? Um, yeah. So they're all, and I mean. And and I mean not uh, to cut in, but to piggyback on what you said, uh, before I even heard of Johnny Depp, I didn't even know that was possible because I took an acting class, and my teacher was like, "Well, you can't really get character acting; it's hard to do. Only certain people can do it." And then, you know, I look at Johnny Depp; he's actually the reason why. I cannot wrap around. Now, I, I get it. Jack Nicholson is legendary, but he's literally Jack Nicholson in every movie, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Like in like in The Shining, he's Jack Nicholson out of 10. And uh, the other movie, he's Jack Nicholson at like a one, you know? He doesn't really show any range, you know, in my opinion. Right, right. Yeah, he's definitely a talented actor, but it's, you know, it's Jack Nicholson in every movie, right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that doesn't leave. Which, yeah, which, which we see it at the end of the day, anyways. So. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, and then and the second would probably be Reese Witherspoon. I think she's a phenomenal actress and doesn't get as much credit as as she deserves. And and right now she's just killing it with her production company and the different uh, shows she has going on and stuff and all the roles uh, that she's playing. I mean, she's a really talented actress. Yeah, she's beautiful too. I loved her. Legally Blonde is one of my favorite movies. I love that movie so much. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, and third was going to be Jack Nicholson, but we kind of killed that, didn't we? 
I mean, he's legendary. If that's what you like, he is legendary. I give him that. Yeah, yeah. He's. Uh, I, I guess it'd be a toss up between like him and maybe uh, Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey, maybe. Um, yeah, and it's funny because my friend calls me a hypocrite because I like uh, Robert Williams mm-hmm. for the same reason I dislike. And I'm like, man, Robert Williams has so much range. And he was like, he's just the same as Jack Nicholson. Like, in Goodwill Hunting, he was Robin Williams out of one. <laughs> you know, in, in Patch Adams, he was Robin Williams out of five. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's definitely more of a comedic actor. But then then again, in Goodwill Hunting, he did bring on the dramatic uh, chops pretty good, you know? Yeah, R.I.P., man. God is definitely. Absolutely. Top three movies of all time. Top three movies of all time, man. Um, Top Gun, for sure. Mm-hmm. Classic. Yep. Uh, let's see. Top Gun. Um, Christmas Vacation. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. That's a classic. Got to watch that every year. Yeah. And, uh, man, there's so many different ones to name, you know. I mean, it's just so hard because there's so many different uh, different genres and um, uh, actors. And, I mean, there's so many great actors and great genres and films within those genres, right? So yeah. um, That third, yeah. there always gets them. <laughs> I, think, I think the third one is going to be uh, Titanic. Mm, and piece right there yeah leo uh dicaprio and uh and, and the reason is you know partly because of the story like I, i'm a huge history buff anything with history man i'm i'm hooked right so yeah. the history aspect behind it but also the way the story was told and intertwined and uh and, and told you know i mean just from from the uh, cinematography to the composition of the music and and the acting and the background and and, and all the period specific details, right? I think they nailed it spot on, and uh, and so that one's another one that man I got to watch that movie at least once a year, you know? Yeah, definitely. We used to have back when you know in three hundred years ago when VHSs were a thing, we used to have the uh, two uh, VHS set because it was so long. You know? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it just only lasted for a certain amount of time. Yeah, definitely. What type of music are you into? Uh, that's really depends on the mood, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, anything but country, right? I I can't. I well, let me say the the uh, the classical country music, right? The yeah, I, I I can't do that. Now I can can do some of the newer like the rock country stuff. I could do. You you mean like the uh, J- do you like Jason Aldean? Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Chris yeah. Stapleton, uh, Luke Combs. Luke Combs is actually a friend of mine. I knew him, you know, before he got famous when he was just making vines. You know, really? Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, give me uh, three of your uh, favorite songs of all time. Three of my favorite songs of all time. Um, I'm have to say, uh, "Stairway to Heaven." Hotel California and free and free bird. Right. That's, that's more of that classic rock, which I grew yeah. up on. Not, not that I'm that old, but that's what my, my mother and my, my aunts and my uncles and everybody listened to when I was growing up. So it kind of stuck with me, you know, and yeah. as, as the years went on, you know, I kind of gravitate towards that old classic rock music. Right. Um, so I would say those are probably like my three favorite songs of all time. Who's your top three artists? 
As far as musical artists or yeah, musical artists, musicians, um, or singers, a- singers, yeah, 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 just musicians or singers. Uh, Angus Young from ACDC, guitar player. He's mm-hmm. cold, cold with that guitar. Um, let's see, uh, who else? Top three musicians: Slash from Guns N' Roses, super talented. And then, uh, you know, this is kind of like, I don't think he got enough credit while he was alive and obviously went through a lot of controversy. Uh, But I would say Michael Jackson in the fact that he broke down barriers and and broke through walls, right? And his um, Uh, musical capabilities, his dancing, his entertaining, his shows, I mean... He, he really brought it. You know, that, that, that's the epitome of a true artist, right? It's, they're so in tune yeah. with entertaining that he brought it, man, 200% every time that he performed, that he created a video, that he created music, you know? So, yeah, he would probably be in the top third as well. Yeah, I've never, like, I have never. The only artist that I know that comes close to his worth ethic would have to be either Prince or Beyonce. Like he literally was the barrier. He was the bar for like a great entertainer. I was watching one of his concerts. He would literally just stand there and women would pass out before the concert even got started. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He would just stand there. They would like go crazy over him. Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Give me two more vocalists. You gave me some musicians. <laughs> Give me two more vocalists. Yeah, um, John Lennon, for sure. Mm, yes. And then uh, transitioning over into the rap side of things, uh, Pimp C, R.I.P., God rest his soul. Yeah. He was, uh, you know, not everybody uh, is in tune with rap or hip-hop or the content or anything like that, but he was definitely an innovator uh you know, and kind of paved the way for a lot of other artists and stuff. And, uh, and he was super talentedly, uh, super talented, both, both vocally as well as uh, on the musical instruments as well, you know. So he, he's another one that was a perfectionist that, that handcrafted every piece of music they put out. Like he was giving it all his attention and time and detail, you know. Exactly. Now, who's your top five dead or alive as far as rap? Eminem better be in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Eminem, Eminem is definitely in there. Top five, you said? Yeah, dead or alive. Yeah, Eminem, uh, Easy E, God rest his soul. Um, Eminem, Easy E. Uh, uh, trying to think here it's 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 tough because there's so many different talented ones out there right and 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 also it depends on influence right because you have you have you have rap and you have hip-hop and then you have subgenres within that you know so like me i gravitated more towards like the southern southern hip-hop right so like uh like a pimp c right or a a um um let's see who else is uh is there jay-z is definitely talented uh yeah i say he's talented that's really not my style of music that's more of that east coast you know but he is definitely talented from a lyricist uh lyricism perspective right 
Um, so I'll give him props on that. And then, uh, and then Lil Wayne, right. Lil Wayne. And, and I was actually, uh, uh, reading up on him a while back. Right. And, uh, when, 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 when cash money was, they were still early on in Lil Wayne's career and, and, and he felt blocked and stymied by the type of music that, that they, that cash money was forced to put out because they were in a certain genre of musical sound and musical type that this is what we have to put out for our audience to buy this. Right. Yeah. So he had kind of that blockage and, and that's when he reached out to um, that DJ up in the East coast. I forget his name um, to start doing the mixtape series, right? DJ drama. I think it was. Yeah. Um, she started doing the mixtape series. Right. And, uh, and DJ drama said, yeah, I would just send him the, the beats and bam, he turned it around to me and the, within an hour, you know, and they just started putting out a whole flooding the market with mixtapes, right? And, uh, and and Lil Wayne never got paid for any of those mixtapes that he did, right? True story. He never got wow. paid for any of those mixtapes he did, but he did it because it opened up his creativity uh, and broke through those ceilings and barriers that he felt he was constricted in. So therefore, he was able to take that back into his own label and the stuff they they were putting out and put out a better product, right? And uh, and. And that's what really helped him to uh, to exceed and excel and become the top of the game. You know, for a while there, Lil Wayne was in every single song, whether it was rap, pop, whatever. You know, he was in everything. Um, so he's definitely talented from a lyricism perspective and a work ethic perspective. And he's just one of those guys that he doesn't have to write anything down, right? He, oh he just, no, no. He just and, and and Lil Wayne is another one that's freakishly talented on the mic, like his double entendres and triple entendres like he will say something so clever that nobody has ever even would have thought about you know mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah you just give him a word and and he'll start going off on a tangent with the whole thing you know yeah what's the best advice you've ever received as an actor <clears throat> as an actor mm -hmm. uh just be in the moment don't 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 worry about acting just be in the moment yes and i and i think that's uh you know that's that's so true right the greatest actors are the ones who you can tell that they're not acting or that you cannot even tell that they're acting right those are the greatest actors right there's some that you could tell that oh yeah you could tell they're acting here or whatever but the greatest actors are the ones that you can't even tell they're acting. They just look natural. Yes. They just look like another person. They're just in the moment. Yeah, well, it's funny that I even think it's funny that they call it acting because really I think the key to acting, some people say the key to acting is reacting and it's part of it. But I think the key to acting is not even acting at all. I think, you know, you got to really become that person, you know, put yourself in there. Uh, put yourself in their shoes, you know, most definitely. You know, I say all this all the time, acting and, and art in general, whether you're listening to an album, going to see a movie or watching a painting, it's supposed to provoke emotion. You're not supposed to, you know, come out the other end the same. Like, I'll never forget, I saw Kingsman Secret Service, the first one, and by the time I came out of that movie, I was ready to fight any ninjas that came my way. Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, it's mm -hmm. definitely supposed to uh, provoke emotion, which what your movie did, which is why, you know, I liked it so much. It definitely made me think. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's definitely uh, 
you know, what the intent was for. And, and, and like a lot of movies, like I'll leave them open, open-ended, you know, to an extent, depending on the content. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of people are like, oh, no, there's there, there's a there's a storytelling formula and you got to have chapter one and chapter two and chapter three. And there has to be this arc and and you need to bring it to the resolution at the end. And I'm like, why? Why not leave it up to the audience to interpret, to use their brain cells, you know, and, and their um, critical thinking, um, you know, to uh, to interpret it the way they want to interpret it? Why do you have to bring it to a resolution? Right. Um, and, and that just goes along with my whole style of thinking of like, you know, why, why try to fit everything into this prepackaged box of this is how you're supposed to do it. You know, that's not the way art works at all. Now, if you're if you're talking about a formula uh, for making money, well, then, yeah, I could I could see that. But as far as true art, you know, that's just left open to the expression of the uh, yeah. the, the the person creating it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, if you could work with any director, who would it be? If I could work with any director, who would it be? Um, just one or three. Yeah. Give me three. <laughs> Go ahead and give me three. Um, I would say, uh, Martin Scorsese. Uh, yeah, he's definitely in there with me. Yep. Steven Spielberg. Or Quentin Tarantino. Mm, those are very good choices. I would love to see you do something with Del Toro just by seeing the movie and like seeing your acting style. I would definitely like to see you in the more you know fantasy kind of gothic type role. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I would not be opposed to that if you want to. Call him up and uh, tell him to put me on a project. I'm I'm open for it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I was literally watching Pan's uh, Labyrinth today. Have mm-hmm. you seen that? Yeah. 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 I saw that. Yeah. I was literally watching it uh, this morning, and it's such a work of art. Like I didn't it, I didn't even put the subtitles on. I just looked at it for what it was. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely an amazing film. That's for sure. Yeah. Do you have any more projects that are coming up or any projects, special projects that are coming up you're working on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, well, there, there, we, I have another short film. It's about 26 minutes and running time. And we already went through the film festival circuit for that one. And, and uh, it just, uh, it, it was, it played at the, um, the uh, Kane River Film Festival down in Natchitoches, Louisiana, where we actually filmed the movie, you know, so that's definitely a heartfelt place for us. Um, but it, it received a Founder's Choice Award down there recently, you know, so um, right now we're in the stage where we're trying to decide, me and my uh, executive producer, um, if we're going to um, find some way to release it. We have some licensing issues that we got to deal with in the film before we could, you know, release it publicly, but we're, we're, we're deciding whether to release it publicly as is as a short film or hold off on that and raise funding to create a full length feature film out of it. You know, um, the subject matter is, is, is definitely something that um, I think will touch a lot of people from a historical perspective. Yeah. And, uh, and, and and even during the film festival run, the people that were watching it, you know, they 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 had an attachment to it. You know, we receive 
messages from people way up in Buffalo, New York, you know, they're like, uh, it's, it's inspired by true story, you know, and they're like, Hey, we were in the town when this happened and remember this and connected to these people. And when is it going to be released up here? Like people want to see it, you know? So it's just a matter of figuring out those pieces. So we, we have that one. And then, and then I have another one that I wrote the script for. It's a feature film, uh, script. That's, uh, I want to say it's the, it's finished. It's like a, a draft, I guess. I still need to go, go through it and fine tune it a little bit more, but I think it's finished for the most part. Um, and that, so that's in development. We were actually supposed to uh, start filming on that one uh, this spring, but then the whole pandemic happened and kind of shut everything down. So that one's been uh, put on the back burner for now until we could decide what the best uh, plan of action moving forward for it is. Um, but that's again, that's another story that I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people. You know, it has to deal with uh, military and immigration and, uh, and and legal issues and, and all of those things. Right. So I think it's a story that will resonate with a lot of people. So I'm really hoping we could, you know, start filming that one here at least um, in the fall, maybe. If not, we'll have to push it back to next spring. But um, looking forward to get that one done as well. Most definitely, most definitely. Well, thanks for coming on the show, and thanks for giving me a few minutes of your time, man. It's been an honor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me. And uh, if anybody wants to find out more about me, you could just go to my my website, Israel. That's I S R A E L Varela V as in Victor A R E L A dot net. Or you could hit me up on uh, Instagram at Israel the Actor or Twitter Israel the Actor and uh, Facebook is just Israel Varela. Nice, nice. If you ever want to come back and promote something, feel free to do so, man. Yeah, absolutely. I'll definitely be reaching out to you again in the future. All right, thank you. All right, thanks. Have a good one. You too.